Welcome to Reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 3, Episode 8, called Crisis Theory. It's the Season 3 finale, Episode 8. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh, tied up quite a lot. I, I thought that was quite good. Um, it, it did a reasonable job of pulling everything together. And you know, given that I, I'd be struggling to work out exactly where they were going this season with it, uh, I, I think it sort of clarified a little bit who was the good guy and who was the bad guy, which I think had been really kind of grey areas this season because it was never entirely clear where, who you were supposed to be rooting for, really. Um, so, yeah, I thought I thought that was somewhat resolved, this episode. It leaves things in an interesting place for a new season. Um, I, I kind of... The, the season overall, I kind of get the feeling they're trying to be a bit too clever for their own good in places. And I'd like to see them streamline things a little bit moving forward. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was quite a, a a good episode and sort of pulled everything together um for the season finale that yeah. was that was pretty reasonable i think cool uh i really really like this episode a lot uh this is one of my you know some people can can call this maybe recency biased or whatever because that is a thing that happens in that um i think better cost all is a is a case for that as well but uh obviously we'll save that for a different time um but uh yeah, I really, really like this episode a lot. This is one of my, I think, favourite episodes uh, of the season, of the series, sorry. Um, I, if um, if you'd have told me, like, a couple of days before, like, how do you... Because, obviously, we did predictions last week and stuff, but I'm talking about closer to the time, like, as the episode is almost happening. Um, it wouldn't... What what I would have wanted from this episode wouldn't have been far from what this episode actually was, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, if you'd have asked me, what do you want to happen in this episode? Obviously, there's things that I wouldn't have expected to, to happen and all that, because I don't write the show, but, uh... It's it's pretty close to what that would have what that would have been. Um, I really like the way they dealt with um, Dolores in terms of like as you've been saying her sort of grey area stuff and how Caleb is going to sort of react to that. I thought played out really well. Um, I liked the defeat in quotes of Serik. I thought that was done really well. Um, I really liked what they did with the city in this last episode because obviously one sort of big thing for this uh, this season, as we discussed um, multiple times on this podcast uh, since the, since the season three preview about like you have the opportunity here with the, with the city to do a lot of fresh things and open some doors and stuff. I thought this episode took advantage of that in a really good way. Um, we saw more riot riot um, robots. I thought that was great. Uh, some really really good action. Um, just overall, I'm really, really happy with this episode, and as a result, I'm really, really happy with this season. Uh, looking back on the season, which obviously we'll do a bit more later on, we have some emails and stuff about that. Um, I'm very, very happy with this season. Um, I think this is, is that some people have compared this in a bit of a way to Mr. Robot, in terms of you had a really, really great first season. You sort of dipped a little bit in the second season, which is called, what, a sophomore season? I think they call that. Yes. They call it that in America. Uh, somewhat, somewhat of a dip in your second or your sophomore season, and then you really kind of rise up again in season three. And obviously, Mr. Robot has, has had uh, four seasons in that. But just in terms of comparing those two shows in the in the first three seasons, and I, I'd agree with that. I don't think necessarily, both for Mr. Robot and for Westworld, they had a terrible second season, but just one that wasn't as good as the first season kind of thing. Yeah. Which, which some shows can kind of fall victim to uh <clears throat> excuse me 
can kind of fall uh, victim to and stuff. Um, and I think this was probably another one to add to that list, but not a terrible second season or whatever. But yeah, just going into this third season, I thought they basically raised their game again for for this fourth season. And uh, yeah, overall, I'm really really happy with uh, what we got. So uh, I'm excited to see because th there's a lot of different things you could again do in season four. You've still got the city that you can play with. Of course, you've got whatever's going on with Bernard at the end of the episode to play around with. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just really, really happy overall with the season. So um, is that it for our pre-talk? Anything else you want to talk about? Particularly? Uh, not not individually, no. I think probably things related to the episode more mm -hmm. um, than anything else. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Yeah, the William stuff. I was very interested in how that played out. I was I was fairly happy with that. It a bit, was a bit, a bit sad as well, but yeah, it was interesting. So basically, they killed that version of William, having having used him on and off throughout this season. They basically killed the original version of William in the post credit scene, which is yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting way of doing it. But yeah, I mean, okay, mm. fine. Yeah. Interesting where they had the credits in this episode. Could you get basically like a Marvel film style thing where you've got two post credit scenes, which is what those films have been doing for, for years. Uh they used to do one but more recently they've they've started doing two. But um yeah, had a bit of a, a Marvel into the episode if you will. So I thought that was really interesting as well. But um yeah, plenty more to discuss in the episode. So uh, let's go into some housekeeping first and then we'll get into the episode. See you in a minute. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we got another podcast for the good old legends of tomorrow. Uh, so we got an updated podcast for those as well. Um, little bit confusing somewhat what they've done with the numbering system. Because the Legends episode of Crisis is in some place listed as episode 1. 
and in some places listed as episode zero we had to kind of figure that out a bit but we sort of managed to do that so uh yeah but uh, that's an updated podcast for legends of tomorrow uh watch the first season of netflix's first ever original belgian tv show uh, this is called into the night it's based around airplanes and mystery so it's got me in there uh, or got me interested in the show uh for, for for reasons and stuff um but uh, i've given it a don't skip rating for its first season no idea if it'll get a second season it's not even been out a week yet so uh, we'll have to wait and see but uh yeah really really enjoyed that so have a look out for the review of that that's on netflix uh as well so if you're interested in watching that then you can go ahead and do that on netflix so i've given that a don't skip rating uh let's play sundays uh episode 40 for the finale of moss which is me finishing a video game for the first time ever on a let's play so if you want to uh, find that, it's just a bit of a coincidence. I just kept sort of playing it and, and recording uh, Let's Play. So obviously we've had four of them in a row. Uh, but that's the last four, basically, parts of uh, Moss. And uh, I have, of course, also reviewed the game. I think in each of the uh, posts I uh, linked the, the the review for that. So you can go and check that out as well if you want to know what I actually think of the game and, and stuff. So check that out. Uh, me and Barry last week discussed um, 2019 and Disney's record-breaking box office, the historic uh, thing that they did last year. Long story short, they made a lot of billions of dollars, basically, uh, through through things like Frozen 2, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Toy Story 4, Captain Marvel, the list goes on and on. A big, big year for Disney. If you're interested, if you're interested in some of the stats and whatnot, uh, you can check out that podcast and get mine and Barry's thoughts on that. Um, on the run, uh, for run on HBO and Sky Comedy is still continuing. Uh, episode 4 will be later today, and so will the podcast. Uh, but Season 1, Episode 3 was last week, and that's another good episode for that show. Really enjoying that uh, so far. So that's been really good. Uh, a skip rating, uh, a skip review rather, sorry, for The Hunt, which um, oddly is done by a lot of people that I actually like. Uh, so people like Damon Lindelof and uh, the, the, the uh, Jason Blumhouse and... Uh, sorry, Jason Bloom and uh, Cotton Cuse and some other people. So people that have made things I've really enjoyed before in the past. So Lost, Watchmen, uh, Leftovers, things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, The Hunt, I of course watched digitally because cinemas aren't open at the moment. So uh, that's uh, a film review for now. Of course, we have to wait for things to open and new things to be released and that. And uh, we'll have to wait and see when that happens. But uh, yes, I gave The Hunt a skip rating, which didn't quite expect to do. But um, I gave my reasons in the podcast. So you can check that out. That's a spoiler-free review, by the way, and quite a short one so you can check that out as well if you want to uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about The Last of Us 2 and Ghosts of uh, Tsushima which are both upcoming PlayStation exclusive games uh, Sony has given uh, new release dates for those uh, June 19th for Last of Us Part 2 and July 17th for uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh, by the way for The Last of Us be careful there's some spoilers that have been leaked by um, some people that aren't very happy with how things went. Uh, so just be just be careful when you're looking up anything for The Last of Us 2. Because uh, you don't want to see. There's like videos of the ending. And there's like the whole script has been leaked. and Or some of the script has been leaked. Or something like that. So just be careful if, <sighs> inter- if you're interested in uh, Last of Us 2. Uh, speaking of that. There will be a trailer at 3 o'clock today. So um, have a look out for that. I'm assuming that's going to be the launch trailer. So um, Look out for that as well, but very, very, very excited. Uh, the game's also gone gold as of as of uh, earlier this week, so good stuff there. And we also talked about the eight-hour stream of um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, it was a Photoshop thing that went on for eight hours, and that was a thing that happened. So uh, you can check that out as well. Uh, what's the other thing? Westworld, you're already here for that. Um, don't skip 
uh, review for Afterlife Season 2, another masterpiece uh, work of art from Ricky Gervais. Afterlife Season 1, Seasons 1 and 2 are of course available on Netflix, so you can go and have a look out for that as well. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Caleb takes Dolores' host control module to a warehouse in Los Angeles, so the brain, pearl thing, whatever whatever they're calling it these days, uh, where another um, Dolores host body awaits. Uh, As Dolores accustoms herself to her new body, putting the sleeves of her own arms on, uh, she explains they need to take the drive they got from Solomon and insert it into the Rehoboam, whatever it's called, uh, system at Insights. Um, And then we'll move on to some Maeve and Dolores confrontations in a little bit. Yeah, we really saw like, you know, the the bare bones kind of version of uh, one of those um, skeleton bodies things, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you want to call them. And uh, we see the whole thing of like Kayla putting the ball, pearl, brain, whatever we're calling it these days, um, into little slot thing. It sort of gets pushed into the head, and then you see the whole head sort of form itself. We've seen similar things like that before, like with um, I remember there was that kid. In uh, season one, wasn't it a young version of Ford or something? We've seen similar things like that before, but not to where like someone's put the, I'll just say the brain, uh, someone's put the brain like in the little slot thing and it's kind of taken itself Mm. all in and like formed itself. So I thought that was pretty fascinating to watch. Also just seeing like Dolores like open this box with like the sleeves of her arms and stuff was uh, really quite interesting as well because she's basically walking around as the skeleton version of herself. And, uh, of course, she's got her, her face. It's basically just, like, what, her sort of shoulders, roughly, and, the, and her face yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah, what do you think of seeing that? Um, I, it's interesting, because it, that seemed to be either a, a different type of model to the one that they'd had previously, because it was clearly some sort of... I, I don't know whether it was an upgrade or a downgrade, because um, I, I do wonder whether it was maybe an earlier model... Because, like you say, we've seen versions that are a bit like this before, like the the child version of Ford, which was sort of an earlier version of the um, host bodies. So I, I'm not sure if maybe it was an older version, but one of the things about those is they're more kind of durable. Because as we mm. see in the fight scene later, they are, be, you know, they're not they're not as kind of squishy as they were made to be hosted in the park. Because you know, when they're in the park, you want them not to be kind of all powerful and almost robotic. You want them to be kind of more fleshy and human like, because people are shooting at them, and you want them to be able to die properly when, like, uh, a guest decides to like mow people down and stuff. Right. So For the Westworld stuff, yeah. Yeah, for the Westworld stuff. So I do wonder whether it's it's like just a different type of body or, or whether it's like an older, earlier kind of almost Mark One version. Maybe that was what it was. But yeah, it, it sort of made sense for the purposes that they needed it for. It, it made sense because she wants obviously something that's a bit more durable mm. for uh, for this. But yes, it was it was really nicely done how they put it together. Um, some good CG work in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dolores' whole thing this season's been very kind of Terminator-esque. Uh, just like the, the way she's kind of moved about and the way mm. she's been, like, killing enemies and stuff. Very much sort of Terminator-esque in that way. And uh, this was sort of like that in a way. Because we've seen, obviously, the bare-bones sort of version of Terminators in those films. And uh, this was sort of like that, but she has a face, obviously, this time. Because uh, they've got the more robot faces in yeah. in uh, Terminator. But, um, yeah, I just found it fascinating. Like, her literally opening up, opening up this box with her skin 
in it and she's like pulling the because we only see her pull the one sort of arm sleeve on uh but i i, I thought that was pretty fascinating and just seeing like because we're sort of in the moment with caleb there where it's like this is really kind of fascinating and strange to watch and he's kind of like having the we're having kind of the same emotions as him because he's watching this yeah friend partner i guess partner is more the, the appropriate oh. word uh kind of like re-sleeve herself and we're watching it kind of with do you know what i mean like with him in in, in that sort of moment and uh that was pretty fascinating as well so yeah because um yeah really interesting stuff there so uh, that was that. Uh, Dolores is confronted by Maeve and gains the upper hand, but she lets her go, uh, assuring she will have um, free will as long as she does not interfere uh, in her plans. H- however, as Dolores walks away, her body shuts down, and a holographic image of Charlotte uh, reminds her she is still controlled by Delos. Uh, meanwhile, Caleb is guided through um, the riots, rioting crowd and um, police by Ash and Giggles, and eventually to a police helicopter to make his way to insights so you've got two sort of scenes there uh, we'll touch upon the, the first one yeah another great fight scene between Dolores and, and Maeve um, yeah. I, I'm not even sure like was this one better than last week's or was last week's one better I think they're both pretty equal uh, this one was obviously a little bit longer and uh, you had a bit more sort of combat in there but I, I enjoyed both of them nonetheless and uh, just interesting to see these two androids or what, what uh, hosts rather sorry uh, kind of fighting each other and like one of them's got a sword and stuff and uh, the bit of action that we had before that was was really great where um you know Maeve's kind of um chasing Dolores down and stuff and um yeah I thought that was uh, done really well what did you think of Dolores and Maeve's um fight scene yeah I mean I I thought this was another good confrontation um it was nice to see Dolores's upgraded body coming into use there when she blocks the sword with her arm um <laughs> yeah so yeah, I mean that that was all quite good. I I think just in terms of the visual spectacle, I think I the the one last week I think was probably more impressive, but it was still pretty good. And it's it was nice to see these two get another chance to face off against each other. Um, it's interesting the relationship between these two because they they're not entirely on opposite sides either. They just have slightly different ideologies about going about things. And it's and again, this comes back to Dolores's motivations not being entirely clear, um, you know, because we've we've seen her talk about kind of burning the whole thing to the ground, and then you know that's slightly changed this time around as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, that's that's been kind of interesting. This I don't know if you can directly compare it, but this relation relationship this thing between the two of them uh very much reminded me of the whole civil war um cap and tony yes yeah there is a certain amount of that yeah yeah yeah. it's yeah they are essentially both i don't know whether you call them both good people but they're both they're both not coming from a a kind of i don't think they're coming from a a completely evil place on either side it's just they they're doing things based on what they believe is right or mm. what is right for them um you know in Maeve's case it's to because she believes that Dolores has this key that she you know he's holding her daughter captive so that's the reason that she wants it and in Dolores's case like I say we've, it's been a bit all over the place in terms of you know is she is she trying to save humanity is she trying to destroy humanity it's not really entirely clear has she you know she said both and uh, yeah so 
Mm-hmm. It's um, but, but I I think inherently you don't think she's necessarily evil, um, unlike Sarak, which who you're pretty sure is probably the bad guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's always been my thing. Is like, sure, we're not exactly sure about okay, what exactly Dolores is going to do, but we've we we've had it painted for us that like, okay, Sarak is the one who needs to be definitely taken down and it's just been this this Maeve and Dolores kind of thing as to where they kind of want the same thing but not in the same way they both want like peace and and, and things like that but um they did they they can't agree on how to sort of do it which again I compare that to the the Tony Cap kind of stuff from uh Captain America Civil War the Marvel film obviously but uh where they disagree about um wasn't it something to do with like signing Something. One of them disagreed. One of them agreed. And the, got, got the... Uh, yeah, the the accords, the so- yeah. uh, Sokovian accords. I think That's it, it was. Yeah. 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 So, uh, very much reminded me of that. So, uh, that was good as well. Uh, meanwhile, Caleb is, like I said, guided through. I've I've read that already. Uh, what do you think of the? I guess the riots in the streets. Yeah, I mean, this is this is sort of interesting. There's we're starting to see the the start of uh, around this bit. We're starting to see this this thing of of what she's done to Caleb in terms of you know she's she's setting him up as the leader of this revolution at this point. You know, because there's these guys that turn up and sort of call him sir, and you know, so so I thought that was kind of. interesting as well and then um yeah then we've got the the bit with charlotte next as well haven't we yeah yeah so um but no i I thought it was cool to see one more of the um riots uh robots as well do you think we'll see them in future seasons possibly um yeah i mean that that riot thing doesn't seem to be slowing down right now i mean the interesting thing about this show is is how much it changes from season to season. I mean, season one and two were very similar, you know, in that you were still in the parks at that point. I mean, season three has been sort of very different, and I do wonder what they're going to do for season four because I think we're probably yeah we're we're way out of the parks at this point. Yeah. Um. So. I, I I struggle to know where you may be going with this fourth season, but it, it seems that they're setting up Caleb as some sort of re- revolutionary leader, whether he wants to be that or not. So you're assuming he's going to come back. Um, so I I would, and I guess now you know, where they leave things, the uh that that rioting may be settled down but things are obviously going to be changed quite a lot but you rather suspect that it's going to get rather more authoritarian out there um so i i would think probably yes more of those um uh robot things trying to protect stuff mm-hmm. were quite likely i would have thought yeah yeah so um but i i enjoyed it as well you've got the um I should probably talk about ash and giggles uh, i think it's ash that gets shot because uh, he's um, Caleb is sort of running towards this helicopter and that to get away, and uh, this bullet gets fired. I, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Ash that gets shot. We don't necessarily see if he dies, but um, I don't know. They've been played as like really side characters. They've been in what three episodes, two episodes, three or four, but yeah. I think they were in yeah the the first. I almost said the pilot, the uh, season premiere, uh, one other episode I think, and uh, this one. So they haven't really been 
put in that much. But um, any thoughts on those characters and one of them possibly dying? Um, no, I mean they were very much side characters. They were kind of interesting. I like the the I can't remember which one it was, but the one that had the uh, the shirt that had the different messages on. I thought it was it's sort of explaining his mood. I think it was. Mm. Um, I rather like that. I thought that was quite nice. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, characters come and go in this show. It would be nice to see maybe a little bit more of them because they were quite fun and interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe we're going to get them as a little part of Caleb's gang, assuming they survived. And I, I would assume that we're going to get Caleb back next season. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. I think Caleb will be back next season. I just don't know about yeah. Ash and Giggles. Uh, the actress that plays giggles i've seen her before in in a couple of things uh, i can't think off the top of my head what but i've i've definitely seen that actress before so uh, but... uh giggles is the guy sorry so ash is the girl ah so the, the other way the other around. way the other way around other yeah. way around yes uh yeah. she was in she was in masters of none That's ready it. player yeah. ready player one she was in the chi uh boomerang don't know what else uh Dear white people, she was in as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. she was in this. She was in an episode of This Is Us. But Masters of None is probably the the thing she's best known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Maeve brings Dolores's body to Serik at Insight, who has it hooked to Rahaboam. Um, I, I don't know if anyone can actually say that name properly. I don't even know if Serik says that name properly. In this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's a name that you can't even that no one can say properly. But uh, everyone just sort of calls it Rahaboam or whatever. Uh, but he hooks uh, Dolores up to that to try to extract the um, Delos Immortality Project data. But when um, Dolores does not offer it uh, immediately. He starts deleting her other memories. Uh, Caleb then sneaks into Insight. This is actually just before, but uh, we see Dolores sort of hooked up in basically the same scene. Uh, Caleb sneaks into Insight and makes it to the Rahaboam uh, console, but is stopped by Maeve before she can use Solomon's drive. Um, Sarek has... Um, Rahaboam show Caleb that humanity will uh, die out in a few decades by following Solomon's plan and destroys the drive. In the last moments before her mind is erased, Dolores reaches um, out to communicate with Maeve. Um, yeah, communicate with Maeve, informing her she gave the key to someone she trusted. Uh, of course, we find out later who that is. Uh, Dolores pleads. Um, should we pause here, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Dolores is hooked up to this thing. It's deleting her memories, and we see like sort of flashes of them. Most of them are the Westworld memories when she was mm-hmm. dressed up there and uh, being bullied or taken advantage of or whatever. Um, yeah, did you ever fear for Caleb in these scenes at all? Well, yeah, I mean, there was always a chance that Caleb might not make it out mm. of this simply because yeah. we you had no idea whether whether Aaron Paul had signed a one season contract for this show. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, there was always a possibility that he might not make it back, but it, it looks like they're going to keep him around as a main character, um, and uh, yeah, that's so that's sort of interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it was it was kind of an interesting situation with having Dolores hooked up to the machine. Which I mean, if I was Sarah, what a dumb thing to do, because. It, it seems so obvious, really, that, uh, yeah, I get that Sarah wants to use the computing power of Rehoboam to you know, dive into Dolores' memories. But 
had you not thought that it would be very easy for Dolores to stick some sort of virus or something in her head if she wanted to create a sort of backdoor access into the machine. This is the machine that she's been trying to access the entire time. And you've just brought her in and hooked her up to it. So <laughs> that, that that seems like a really stupid thing to do. Mm. So yeah. I guess this is like Sarek's slip up because he's done mostly everything well up to this point. Because uh, mo- most of the time when he's been in rooms and someone's tried to attack him, he's been a hologram. Uh, so he's always kind yeah. of kept himself like literally physically out of it because um, he's been in his little thing this this whole time. But uh, yeah, I thought these were these were really good scenes. Um, you know, you kind of wondered, uh, okay, once they erased Dolores' memory, what was going to kind of happen to her and that. Uh, it's interesting with it was really interesting with like like we kind of said with uh, Caleb in these scenes because you don't know if he's going to survive. We don't think he's a host. That could be revealed in some way shape or form later we know what the show is like but for for the moment we think that like obviously he's he's human and that so he can just be shot in the head simply as that and mm. uh get killed off and th- there's a few opportunities for him to do so obviously there's the pit where um the uh what's that wire called that you strangle someone with uh um uh yeah they're, they're like, like jagger or something a, a garrote, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 one sort of security guard or whatever gets one of them out. I didn't think he would die then necessarily, but like you know, once once um, because there's a few times in these scenes where Serex like, okay, take the gun and kill them both, and then he because he, yes. he I think he says it he says it to about Caleb individually. Then he goes to freeze Maeve, doesn't he? And then once he does that, he then again says, okay, kill them both that time. <laughs> And, yeah, uh, they just sort of don't really do it. So I guess these guards aren't aren't that great either. But because uh, they, they kind of remind me of the um, what was it the Delos guards that we had at Westfold that weren't very good. So they sort of re- remind me of them. Right. But uh, yeah, they sort of fail to actually do that because there is a bit of a. This is one of my I guess smaller nitpicks with the episode. Um, there is that section where what's it? He go uh, Sarah Sarah like freezes May with that button that was introduced in the season premiere. Um, yes, and then she she freezes. She manages to kind of like get her way out of that, and then throughout that whole sequence, because there's a sequence where it almost goes in sort of slow motion, and we continue to see Loris's memories get erased, and then we see these two guys just sort of, I don't even know what they're doing with Caleb, but, but like, I was like, okay, is is what have you gonna shoot him like your boss has yeah. told you to do? And they sort of just they just kind of don't. Um, so I thought that was that was a bit strange. How, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I mean they. Yes, it it is the classic bad guy thing of <laughs> of, uh, of of sort of shoot these people. I don't need to stand around and watch to see whether you've actually done it or not. Um, you know, it, it's yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, why not do it yourself? I mean, you might be kind of thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm not a killer, but I, I you you are ordering the death of like these people and yeah that that sort of thing did seem a little bit weird um and also there's there's the 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 mave managing to kind of break the limiter as well was a little bit of oh that's kind of convenient that she suddenly managed to do that now See, um, see, with that, I was a bit more okay with that, just because of how throughout this season they've kept hinting at like, okay, she's got these 
kind of powers to control yeah. certain things and that had like she, as she says to I think Dolores earlier in the episode about like oh I could kind of just control you or whatever um, I thought that tied in interestingly with that so I didn't have as much problem with that but I could see I, yeah, what, I, what you might have done I, I'm um... I'm aware she has these additional powers and stuff and you know she Mm -hmm. can affect technology around her and I I like that it's kind of cool um yeah it just just seemed I I don't know seemed a bit overly convenient that suddenly at that particular moment she kind of manages to kind of burn the control limiter um so I yeah I don't know it's it that, that 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 sequence was a little bit muddled in terms of the the you know like you say the, yeah. the the things the yeah motivations and and the things with them holding Caleb and not shooting him and yeah that that was mm-hmm. I I think maybe that that fell down a little bit there um, I think it's maybe a timing thing like they they, they just slightly yeah. got the timing wrong with like how long they were holding him for and stuff but uh, yeah so yeah possibly mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Uh, in the last moments before her mind is uh, erased, uh, Dolores reaches out to communicate with Maeve, uh, informing her she gave... I just read that already. Uh, Dolores pleads with her that humans have helped to show them what um, beauty in the world is and implores Maeve to uh, help free humans from the system. As Dolores dies, kind of from the last of uh, her memories erased, Maeve kills the guards and uh, wounds Serik. Uh, Maeve tells, um, let's just talk about that for a second actually, because you kind of get these lights switching off and you can kind of see flashes of things happening. Um, I thought that was actually done fairly well. Um, I didn't think there was was any kind of time convenience thing there necessarily, it's just what leads up to that is a bit more kind of convenient I suppose with with both Maeve and, and Caleb. But uh, I I thought that was done fairly well. What what, what do you think of the little action piece where uh, the lights kind of go out for a bit? Yeah, so this this was seemingly Dolores um, doing something to Rowboam and, uh, yeah, sort of getting some sort of backdoor into the system. Um, uh, Yeah, I I mean, this this whole sequence, um, you've got sort of... You, you're starting to see Dolores actually, um, uh, you know, where, where her mind was actually at at the the point, the end, and how she sort of uh, seemed to be more interested in kind of freeing the humans at that point than she was just burning everything to the ground. Mm. Um, so. I, and I think that's that's always been a bit of a grey area for this entire season. So I thought that was sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yes, and the, what, what seem, seemingly the last of her memories wiped as well, it would appear that that is certainly the death of Dolores Prime, I would say. Um, I think that is probably the last we've seen of that version of the that. Dolores, although I rather suspect that Evan Rachel would will be back in some form or another, um, and and there are versions of Dolores still wandering around because we have yeah. still got you know other versions of Dolores kicking about. There is probably a copy on that drive that they that she took uh, as well. So you know we'll 
we'll have to wait and see how she reappears. But certainly the big revolutionary version of Dolores seems to have been killed at this point. But that that arc is kind of finished as well. So the whole Rehoboam system thing. So uh, I thought that was good as well. Uh, Maeve tells Caleb that Dolores' last memories included uh, Solomon's program to let Caleb control Rehoboam. As she had seen his ability to choose um, when she once witnessed Caleb during a military training at um, West uh, at Westworld Park. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it says here, but we can name it something in a, in a minute, yes. I suppose. Uh, Caleb tells Rehoboam to erase itself. Um, he and May venture outside as further chaos erupts. That's the quote-unquote end of the episode, because that's where the, the credits come up. But obviously, we, we do have some other stuff as well. But... Um, yeah, interesting that like he's been given this now, and it it kind of clicked into place a bit clearer for me that once they'd shown this, I guess army world is what we can kind of call. It, yeah, we already have a war world, which is the one that Maeve went to. That's literally the war yeah, world, this and is, this is kind of army based. So. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the Dallas Park as such. It is essentially, but from from the bits that we saw, it's basically a military training facility that Delos has set up. Um, allowing them to use live targets, which, I mean, it sort of makes perfect sense, actually, because if you want to train soldiers, you want them to be trained in the most realistic environment possible. Mm. So if you've got the technology to do it, why wouldn't you print a bunch of, um, you know, terrorist uh, acting hosts and... Um, you know, people that you could fill the part with that add to actors like scared crowds and and people that they can save and you know, so it 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 would make I, I think you know if this technology existed, of course the army would be using it in that way. That makes absolutely perfect sense. Um, and uh, it it was sort of interesting to see that Dolores had obviously recognised him from the very first moment. You know, she'd had this memory of, oh, it's that guy who was actually quite kind. Mm. And she's had this plan for him all along and, and kind of thought that he was probably on the right, you know, somebody that would do the right thing. Uh, so, I, yeah, that was kind of interesting that we saw all that. Um, yeah, I mean, because yeah. it's it, it sort of hinted at, I felt in this scene, that, like, okay, there's this is possibly like a, a romantic thing for that version the version of Dolores that we kind of see in the in the flashback the way she's looking at Caleb and the way the story kind of had clipped together I don't think this for the you know the, the Dolores Prime or whatever I don't think that that version had kind of those same feelings but uh that's sort of what it felt like a bit and I was I was fine with that so um yeah yeah maybe I didn't get I didn't get romance as such but I think um, I, I think it was more a case of she recognised Caleb Maybe, as yeah. somebody who was a, a yeah recognised him and, and saw him as somebody who was potentially a good person and somebody she could probably rely on and trust. Um, and you know she needed the help at the time when he first finds it. So uh, yeah, I mean I think that that makes perfect sense that she would try and help him and. Uh, you know have him help her yeah yeah so um but that is uh that part of the episode um yeah here may venture outside as further chaos erupts they sort of see this building going on fire and the riots are still continuing and stuff um interesting end to the episode uh we also get 
Maeve kind of saying to uh, to 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 Caleb about like you can kind of be whatever you want to be, and that's been a bit of a theme throughout. Obviously, the show is like, yeah. okay, who are you, and you know, uh, do you understand the nature of your reality, and mm. all, all those sorts of human things, I suppose. Uh, so that was interesting as well. Interesting to see a host actually say that to what we still presume is is a human. Um, well, I mean, I I think we can pretty much categorically i would say that there is no way caleb is a host i mean because i think the whole purpose of of having caleb and dolores is the fact that you've got a host who has become sentient and you've got a human that essentially has been turned into a host by the fact that the rohoboam machine has been controlling the lives of these people so it's it's almost like rohoboam has been has almost turned the entire world into a park except the hosts aren't hosts they're actually people but you're controlling them in the same way i mean that that's essentially what she saw when she you know because she made some comment in this episode about the fact that when she came out she assumed you know the one thing and when she actually realized that what was actually happening to the human race was they're essentially being treated like hosts in the park but being controlled by Rohoboam um, and he is writing their stories. That's that's sort of the central thing is is the fact that she sees them as being enslaved in the same way that the host was enslaved and wants to kind of fix that injustice. And the way to do that is to kind of burn the system to the ground, not actually kill all the people because the people are actually um, enslaved in the same way that they were, that the hosts were. So that sort of, I think that's where the sort of change in her tack comes from of of her starting out when she first leaves of i'm going to kill humanity and then realizing actually humanity's suffering in the same way that we were i'm going to free them instead uh and and that's where that switch comes in so yeah i so i I think caleb is definitely definitely human um i i don't see him as being a host at all cool all right um that's the yeah, like I said. That's the actual end of the episode. We do have two post-credit scenes, Marvel style. Uh, but something that ties into an earlier part of the episode: Bernard and a wounded Ashley who'd been shot by um, William. Interesting with that because I, I I remember last week saying like, okay, who's he gonna shoot? And if he tries to shoot Bernard, will Ashley jump in the way? Yeah. You actually know. I actually noticed that William was aiming, I think, at Bernard and turns his gun towards Ashley. Which sort of makes sense, actually, because yeah. if you want to shoot, if you've got the two of them, you want to take down the guy who's the bodyguard, essentially, you know, because yeah. you, you want to take him out first. If you want to then go after Bernard, that it sort of makes sense that you'll shoot Astley first because you don't want the stronger of the two to be the one that that is still alive at the end of it or still functioning at the end of it. So, yeah, I mean. It actually makes sense that even if Ashley doesn't jump in front of him, he's the one that you want to shoot first to try and uh, make sure that you take him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they bunker at a uh, motel room and realise Rohoboam was not trying to prevent the collapse of civilization, but was trying to work to delay it as long as possible. And that Dolores put the key to the Sublime in Bernard's mind, so we know who's got this key that Serik wanted for so long. Um, Bernard enters the Sublime to learn how humanity can rebuild, appearing t- um, to go idle to Ashley. Uh, and then there's, uh, yeah, we get the the other bit later with the dust-covered 
Bernard, but we'll talk about that in mm. a minute. Um, yeah, interesting stuff here with with Bernard and um, Ashley. Uh, I don't get the sense that Ashley's gonna die from this. Plus, he's supposed to be a host, and you don't die if you're a host from a chest, uh, a stomach sort of gunshot. No, no, no. Um, he's obviously very damaged and injured, and of course, if his body gets too damaged, he can just put his um, brain thing into into another body. But because uh, we we don't quite see obviously the full results, we see last we see of him, he's in the the bath tub thing yeah and i mean this this uh, does come this does come back to the thing of like has has william learned nothing at this point if you do genuinely want to try and kill a host you at very least aim for the head you know it's 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 walking dead rules you aim for the head (laughs) because that's where the the pearl is and he should know this by now if you actually wanted to kill them surely that's where you'd aim for but yes like you say you know shot him in the chest and whilst that body may stop functioning the pearl is undamaged so you can always pull it out and stick it in something else or do you you fix that body up at some point i mean you know we've the it looks like he's basically going to be shut down for you know until bernard actually wakes up and fixes him possibly Mm -hmm. but yeah so um, but that is that part. What was I going to say about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you about what you sort of said there. Um, yeah, so that's the part about them going there. Uh, in another post-credit scene, William enters a Delos facility in um, Dubai to kill the host and find Charlotte. As he's about to attack her, a host fashioned um, after his man in black persona calls from the park. Uh, slashes his throat after throwing him around a bunch of times and giving him dialogue and telling him this and that. Um, and hundreds of uh, host-making machines, uh, machines sorry, activate behind them in the room behind them. Um, and yeah, so we've got the, the previous version of William, the Man in Black version of him is kind of back, and this version yes. is is dead. Um, very interesting choice for uh, them to them to sort of do that because they've been they've been developing like i've been saying throughout this the season they've been developing this current version of william quite well and i've in, i've enjoyed what they're doing with him so i'm kind of gonna go not go backwards but i'm gonna kind of go to the idea of like okay i'm i'm now cautiously optimistic about what you're gonna do with this version because i just don't want to go back to that sort of season one season two william uh type of thing and no and i don't think it yeah i i don't think it is going to go directly back to that version i think it's more a case of um because because you're not going to be having the version that was sort of playing games i don't think it's going to be that version but i do think it's going to be a more kick-ass kind of um you know evil version of William, which I think Ed Harris will be quite happy about, because I don't think mm-hmm. he was particularly happy about playing this wishy-washy version of it. Uh, I think Ed Harris very much wanted to go back, you know, he made some comment in an interview about the fact that he signed up to play the man in black and not this kind of man in white. Um, so I, I think he's going to be quite happy about the fact that uh, that sort of version is going to be coming back. Um but yeah, it's it's not. I I don't think it's going to be the same kind of character because obviously this is a host version, um, and I think it's more just you know, the version that it, you know he's going to be fighting for the for the hosts rather than against them 
and uh you know i i thought it was quite interesting you've you've kind of ended up in this situation where yeah like it's the post credit scene and and you're killing off this original character mm. post credits yeah. um, which is sort of okay then you know uh but uh yeah we're gonna get this kind of man in black version but i'm quite interested to see this because essentially may you know that fine that fight between the pair of them essentially is him switching sides from being on the side of humanity to the side of the host instead yeah so but yeah just that that season one season two game with forward version i i don't want to see that again. yeah i it's not go- i don't think it is going to be that i think it's more just it's a case of it's mm-hmm. a it's a more violent version that <laughs> is is on the side of the hosts in this case yeah so we shall see what uh charlotte and him have got planned next season but it seems like it's to do with making new hosts and stuff because that's what the machines are there for so yes but uh, interesting choice. Um, what do you think of their actual choice to bring this version back and kill off the current version? Um, yeah, like I say, I thought it was a little weird to do it sort of in a post-credit sequence. But um, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, it's also interesting that this, the seemingly the sort of big bad that has been set up is a version of Dolores, but it's the Charlotte Dolores. Um, and that is it sort of makes sense as well because it is taking the idea um you know we we had that we've had these kind of split personality versions of dolores as as they've been put in different bodies they've all gone slightly different directions and this the charlotte dolores has been something that has it's gone in a wildly different direction and sort of looked what Dolores Prime was doing is like, actually, I think she's lost track of what she was supposed to be doing. Um, you know, cause she's supposed to be protecting and saving the hosts. And what she actually ended up doing was trying to save humanity and by rescuing them from the uh, Rehoboam and actually leaving her copies to die in most cases you know because we've yeah. we've seen a couple of the copies dying and you can see why she actually makes sense with her why she'd be pissed about that and why she has now gone down the route of you know taking over this facility and is going to be making a whole bunch of of new hosts by the looks of things mm-hmm. um which yeah we thought that that may be where where Dolores Prime was going, but in actual fact, it's ended up being like Charlotte Dolores that's doing it. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting where we ended up. That there is a version of Dolores that's doing what we kind of thought she might end up doing, but it's not the Dolores Prime version. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see. Like, okay, uh, are we going to get like some maybe new characters and stuff next season and things? I mean, because I... Aaron Paul as Caleb has been a success. And yeah. uh, I'd like to see some more I'm sure, big, big names in the show as well. Yeah, I'm sure we are going to get some new characters. But I think what's more likely is we're going to get a lot of old characters that have already been killed off. Because they are going to be printing a whole bunch of house body, bodies. And it's quite possible you're going to end up with a whole bunch of characters that disappeared previously coming back again. Because they essentially copied all the host data Um down onto that drive so there are backups of everybody from the park as far as we're aware mm-hmm. uh they were all copied down onto that drive and, 
and uh, that gives them the opportunity to be able to basically bring back any host they like at this point. So I think what's more likely is, yes, we'll see some new faces, but we'll probably see quite a lot of old faces as well. Yeah, so... Uh, in another post credit scene, a dust-covered Bernard wakes up with the same device on his head in the same hotel room. But it looks like some uh, time Some has, time has definitely time passed, has passed yes. yeah. We don't see Ashley, we don't see what state that he's in. But uh, no. that's, where the, uh, that's where the episode actually cuts off and finishes. So, it looks like we've had a bit of a time jump. We're not exactly sure how much. I didn't see anything written anywhere as to, like, no. um, you know, how much time has maybe passed or whatever. But, um... Yeah, some people have been talking about like um, if if as the show obviously time will pass as the show goes on anyway because that's how time works. But in terms of like time jumps and maybe going to some sort of futuristic version of Westworld could be very very interesting. Um, I think that would work really well as well. Uh, depends exactly how you do execute that, I suppose. But uh, I think that, that that could be quite a good idea. Um, what do you think of them possibly using some some time skips um, in the show? I- think that probably makes sense i mean if if that's the point that we're going to start up again it allows you to um jump to a point that i because i don't think you need to see maybe what caleb does immediately next i think it would be more interesting to jump to a point where you've got a lot of the hosts are printed and they're out in the world in some particular way you could have you could end up up in a situation where it is hosts versus humans and humans led by Caleb because maybe Caleb has you know managed to get into some sort of position where he's got an army together or got a group of people together um so you could you you sort of end up with Caleb running the humans and Charlotte Dolores uh or Shaloris or whatever you want to call her uh you you end up with her being the leader of uh, a host army of some description i mean you that could be where you kind of end up going and then you've got this x factor of kind of bernard who has been searching around in the sublime for some way of, of resolving this situation um and clearly some time has passed we don't know exactly how long but i mean you've got to got to be a year a few years at least you would have thought um Clearly, nobody clears that cleans that hotel room wherever it was. So. Nope, no, um, no one's asked him to check out or anything. No, no, yeah, no. no. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he's uh, presumably that Bernard is going to be trying to resolve the situation in some way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I actually am okay with them jumping forward in time to the point where Bernard wakes up and then you maybe it would be interesting to start with him and and have yeah the next season begin with him exploring whatever this new reality is that he wakes up in because clearly society is starting to fall to bits um we you know we would already seen that previously and you know you might end up with sort of Maeve um Caleb on one side and I mean there was there was a a thing that uh Rehoban sort of plots out a a timeline when it becomes apparent that um 
if if Solomon's plan went forward, there was a timeline that the Rehoban game, which was sort of, you know, five to 10 years mass casualty, casualty event, 12 to 16 years mass casualty event, and then sort of talking about the population collapse after 23 years and end of this human civilization after 50 to 125 years. You know, that was the little thing that, that popped up. Um, uh, so, I mean, I don't know whether we'll have jumped that far forward, whether, you know, it would have been six or ten years or something like that i mean i we could have been we jumped forward 23 years and it's the sort of collapse of the pop you know popular uh, the population or, or i mean I, I i don't know it depends where they've decided to jump to and i i mean it may be possible that um nolan and joy haven't actually decided where they're jumping to yet they just thought that would be a useful place to end it mm. um, yeah so uh, so yes we'll see but um interesting it does give them options moving forward i think mm-hmm. but yeah got some options for the season like you said uh it puts things in an interesting place for for season four we've obviously got no idea when that's going to be uh 18 months or two years maybe um because they've obviously got to write it before they start shooting things and, and whatnot so they've got to sort all that out still uh but that's the end of the actual episode we do have a couple of emails this week uh if you'd like to send yours in still you still can do of course i know the season's over but there's still other things we're doing on entertainment talk and uh you can still of course get in contact about those or just anything that you want to uh matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk the contact page and information in your show notes jackie uh, so now that the season is over, any ideas on favourite seasons? From best to worst, I'd go 1-3-2. Um, that's sort of some of the, the similar um, arguments or points or whatever that, that I've sort of seen. Is season one's still the best, season two's probably the worst, and season three is a, is a step up again. Um, what would you think in terms of uh, your favourite season or best season or whatever? Um... Yeah, I would I would probably go that order. Two and three are actually on a similar kind of level to me for me actually. Um I still rate season 1 as probably the best because it was the first and it was the most interesting because it had all the setup and you were in the park quite a lot and I I rather like that sort of thing. I do like where they've gone with the um following seasons i i probably just about put it in that order as as one three two um but I, I very very barely in you know one definitely out in front two and three i i think are, are fairly close for me um mm-hmm. i would say i'd actually from best to worst i'd go three one two i think uh, i do i really hmm. really like season three a lot uh, i like what they did with the city and just 90 to 95 percent of the season i i really really like um you know i was i was surprised by what they did with william i was happy with that i was really happy what they did with the action and with the city and with you know new character caleb and just a bunch of stuff that they did this season i really really liked um season two i think we can all agree is probably the worst but still a good season of television you know still better than a lot of things that are out there um but obviously still season one still held pretty high but for, for me i would go with with season three i think so um and uh yeah i like i said i just i really like what they did so um but by the way i just want to reference something i i sort of mentioned in the in the pre-talk you know i was sort of talking about recency bias and i'm i mentioned better console i want to explain the reason i actually mentioned that basically because you know because better console was really really great this season a lot of people would say was the best season i'd agree with that 
it's just, it's just that thing of like because people enjoyed that so much and it was very recent they've kind of tried some people have said that it's it, that's made it better than Breaking Bad and the reason I want to kind of put the because the season three thing like I said with the, with the recent recency bias is a possibility so that's just why yeah. I kind of brought that up and whatever but uh, yeah obviously we've already covered uh, Better Call Saul season five um, but uh, maybe it is like a recency bias thing but I just really liked what they did this season mm. so uh, there we go. Uh, Paolo, I believe uh, his name is. Uh, do you think Rachel Evan Wood as Dolores has been written out of the show? He's posed that as a question. A lot of people on Reddit and Facebook seem to think so. I've seen some similar things as well, and I don't know why people are thinking that. Because even though, yes, her memories are erased and stuff, her body wasn't, like, fully Well, I, I, can, shut I down. can give you an actual answer to that. Basically... Because uh, they they've been doing interviews post the 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 uh, Jonathan Nolan's been doing interviews post the episode going out, mm-hmm. and categorically that version of Dolores has gone. So the Dolores that we've watched from season one is no more. Um, what he has said on Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Rachel Evan Wood, is um, when he said, "Is she gone?" He replied i effing hope not so <laughs> so um uh Rachel wood is is i think coming back um but uh it looks like um that that version of dolores is, is going to be gone but we are going to see something that looks like ever rachel wood again by the sounds of it a new dolores basically yeah. Yes, some sort of new Dolores in some way, mm-hmm. uh, but so. but we don't. Yes, don't know exactly what. So yes, but that version of Dolores is gone categorically. That's what Nolan says. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, one of the advantages of the show you can do that, but then have them come back as a new version. Mm. So we shall see. Uh, Barry, uh, not the one that I podcast with he isn't caught up with the west world so it won't be him uh <laughs> now that the season is done um and we can put the um uh rest of the theory of the city uh, as a simulation um how do you sorry put put to rest the theory of uh the city as a simulation how do you think that might have played out looking back on the season also Serik is um clearly real too which is great yes he's definitely real because he gets actually shot in this episode um, mm. I, I think that would have been a really bad idea looking back on that. I know we kind of dismissed that, but just as an overall perspective thing, looking back on the season, I, yeah. I, I, that would have been a terrible idea, I think. Um, uh, yes, because it, it, it has, you would have had to have got to this final episode and essentially got to, it's all a dream, um, which is, a, is a bit sort of, um, to age myself, uh, Bobby Ewing stepping out of the shower scene. Uh, it, it's, it, <laughs> it, it's a bit sort of, yeah, because it would effectively have meant you would have had to make that reveal at the end of this this episode and would have meant none of this stuff actually happened in the real world. Um, and that just would have been, yeah, like I say, it's all a dream. And that I, I think that would have been a horrible idea. So... Um, and that's why I never thought that that's where they were going with it. It seemed like right. a, a ridiculous situation to be mm. in. 
Um, because could you could you imagine if like the the season like finishes and all that, and then one last post credit scene we get is you know the classic like in that glass room or whatever. Um, mm. uh, Bernard and Dolores are sitting chatting, and then he's like, "You can wake up now" or something, and then she wakes up and is like, "What, what do you?" He says something about a simulation. That that would have been really terrible, I think. So yeah. Uh, yeah. glad that that didn't happen. And yes, Sarek's also real, which is. Yeah, and, well. and Sarek so, so being real, I mean, but there, there is a sort of explanation for why it seemed like he was part of the machine because he was, he, he, was, was hol- he was always a hologram. So. Yeah, he was he was pretty much always shown as a hologram, and also the fact that we, as we saw in this episode, he's basically is being controlled by Rohabone because we saw the thing on the back of his ear that he's basically telling him exactly what to say and do. So he is effectively being a mouthpiece for row of bone uh which which is why it sort of seemed like and it, and it then ties into this this idea that the you know the machines and even the people even sarak are being kind of controlled by this massive computer brain in the same way that the hosts were being controlled by the bosses of westworld mm-hmm. yeah so but uh glad everything worked out in the end so Yes. Um, AB1, uh, I'll explain this in a minute, says, Hey there, I'd, I'd like to go by uh, AB1 as I don't want my first name read out on the podcast, and I hope you honour this. We can certainly honour that. You know, you don't yeah. have to share us your name. You can call yourself whatever you kind of like, as long as it's something that's sensible, I suppose. But AB1 is... Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's perfectly fine if you want to go by that. Um, anyway, how do you feel about possibly going to a future world next season? I know Matt said he likes the city and as it opens things up, but what if we have what we do now but just a bit more in the future thanks for great coverage this season well thank you for uh, complimenting our coverage this yeah. season it's it's done pretty well and uh, we've enjoyed it but um yeah i mean if you take the fundamental idea of the city and the futuristic kind of stuff because you did have some of better tech stuff in in this city and stuff but uh, i think if you if you take that idea and futurize it or make it a bit more futuristic and stuff i think that could work pretty well um so we'll see how that would how that would maybe work out. But um, yeah, what do you think if they? Because obviously we've passed some time. Because obviously the dust on Bernard and and all that. But uh, what do you think about how that could affect the city, um, or some sort of uh, future world? I I mean, I, it depends what they mean by what they mean by future world. Because future world, as I think we talked about last week a little bit, was yeah. uh, future world is the follow up um, film to the original Westworld film. Uh, and yeah. it, it does essentially what they did with Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. It's sort of the 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 parks have been reopened. You know, Delos has, has kind of, uh, two years after Westworld had that horrible tragedy, Future World has opened and it's this new park. Um, so so it, it sort of goes down the Jurassic Park kind of route. I'm not entirely sure whether they would do that unless there was a purpose for having Delos reopen the park but given where we've left the world at this point and it feels like society has collapsed in some way I think we're probably heading more down the route of some sort of battle between humans and hosts in the real world um but I yes, as we said earlier, I I think if they pick up after a time jump, if you mean future world in terms of a world in the future, uh, then yeah, I I can see a sort of time jump moving forward and and 
them picking up from where sort of Bernard wakes up. That kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, in terms of more parks, the only reason I could see that happening is if somehow everything had got you know repressed and set back to normal, and then they open a new theme park. But I can't see us going back to the theme park thing again mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, I think what I what I'd like them to do and what they're possibly going to do, of course, I don't know because, like I said, don't write on the show or whatever. Um, if the I want them to stick to the city for at least one more season because if uh, if you can do two seasons of Westworld, you can do two seasons of a city because you just have so much more available to you in that, and you have mm. you know just more that more that you can do with it, with your time. Uh, I'm actually still surprised they managed to do two seasons in the actual park, but yeah, they they did manage to do that and it was good. Um, if you go next season and you do SAA futuristic versions of the city, but then in possibly season five or maybe season six, you yeah. then go to the future world park. I think that makes sense. It, it also makes sense a little bit to let them two things breathe. Possibly, um, you can. What you can also do as well is you do you do the time skip thing. Obviously, for next season, you have a bit more of a futuristic version of the city. Then maybe for season five, obviously if it gets renewed, which probably will or whatever. Um, if you then go to season five, you still have the city like available to you, but you've then spent two seasons there. So season five, you then go b- stay in the city, kind of, and then you have also the future world park that you can go into. Um, it it just leaves more more options and more things for them to be able to work with and do, which I think is is a good thing for this show. So, uh, mm. I think in terms of like cities and worlds and parks or whatever you're gonna do. I think the show needs as many options as it can can have. Because um, if, if you do stay in one park for too long, uh, which I think we saw maybe a little bit of in, in Westworld Season 2, it can get a little bit old, but not not like bad, but just, okay, you, you've you've started to maybe wear out that idea a bit, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see what they do. So that is that. Um, and uh, that's all the emails and... Uh, coverage for the season um but i think we said overall how we feel about the season as well obviously we just did our ranking i'd still go with best to worst three one two uh what was it that you said one three two as well uh one yeah, yeah one three two okay cool uh but that's it for the season we will be yeah we will be back for uh season i must said season five for season four whenever that's going to be any guesses as to when that could be? Late twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two. I mean, it's no. I mean, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be two years again, at least. Um, who knows? With the whole virus thing, that may throw it to three years. But I mean, it, it's at least going to be another two years before we get it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's going to be. I mean, if if they manage to keep it on the current schedule, it will be probably around spring 2022. Uh, that that will be it. Um, I, it's not. It's certainly not going to be earlier than that. It may be even later than that because of the virus, but we don't know yet. Yeah, because they they were sort of trying to set it up so that it was Game of Thrones, Westworld, Game of Thrones, Westworld. Obviously, the main Game of Thrones is finished, but you got the prequel. If I remember rightly, they've set the prequel possibly for twenty twenty two. So I think what they what they could possibly do if they push Westworld season um four to 2023 and then you could kind of still stick with that yeah maybe 
Uh, I mean, they've got HBO Max on the way, and they've got, obviously, other shows that they're going to have starting. So it's not just going to be, obviously, Westworld and uh, and Game of Thrones, whatever the prequels are going to be and all that. Um, we know what it's going to be, but, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, but that's possibly something that they could do, which begs the question of what what's the big show in 2021 for HBO going to be? Yes, I so. don't know. I mean, but then everything's all over the place at the moment anyway. Right. So yeah. we just don't know. Uh, I mean, things are going to get pushed. Things are going to get moved back. Um, so and, until things calm down a little bit and we can get people back to actually filming stuff, who knows? Yeah. So, uh, but that's everything for this season. Uh, David, thank you very, very much for joining me for the multiple podcasts we've done in the last <laughs> no uh, couple of months. Um, yeah, because we weren't, we weren't expecting Westworld to be quite this soon. We were maybe expecting it to be uh a little bit later maybe sort of now is when we were maybe expecting it to start they're sort of april yeah sort of late april yeah Yeah. not not middle of march where the other things are on but uh yeah that's everything for well apart from one episode of walking dead that's it for the uh big three shows we were doing we do we do still have some other stuff going on Uh, i'm currently finishing up coverage of uh, zoe's extraordinary playlist by the way please go and watch that show and uh thank you later and thank yeah people that made it later uh if you do want to watch that by the way all four for um the uk the last time i checked last week all eight episodes nine episodes yeah all nine episodes were available on all four don't know if they're still all going to be on there but go and have a look if you're in the us that's on nbc as well but uh, if you want something fun to watch in this particular time or just you know good television to watch uh go and check that out as well but i'm going to be finishing up coverage of that there is is it 12 or 13 episodes i think so a few more podcasts for those uh for the season we'll see if that gets renewed hopefully it does uh run is still continuing on hbo i'm sure if you're in the us you know about that because it's on the same network as this uh that's got a few episodes left uh after yeah next week i'm also going to be starting recording of classic review season four that won't be out until run finishes which will only be like another four weeks or so so have a look out for that uh gaming stuff um there's some big stuff coming up for that so uh please keep an eye out for those film reviews i'll do them here and there obviously when cinemas reopen hopefully we'll get to see things like quiet place 2 and all that so keep an eye out for those uh just on podcast things by the way as well i was on the next to nothing podcast yesterday uh that's of course with um chase from the next to nothing podcast uh that podcast is already available to uh listen to for this week so if you're on um if you search for the next to nothing uh on podcast services you should be able to find that as well and uh, give that a listen uh go and support those guys over there doing some good stuff uh, and that was very very fun to do uh david of course as well you can find him on geektown.co.uk if you want your tv and film news uh up to date and stuff and uh, if you want that in weekly podcast uh form you can get that on tuesday's geektown radio which is available on podcast services and of course also on geektown.co.uk so go and check that out uh, we should have some i don't know if it'll be exactly up front but some news about about stuff in the future well maybe maybe not uh we'll we'll have to wait and see right we'll see what they come up with but uh things should start getting renewed and or cancelled soonish so uh keep your eyes up for those uh for bex as well trista bites twitch if you search for trista b-y-t-e-s uh on twitch or on google whatever you should be able to find her go and follow her get subscribed she streams daily sometimes twice a day so go and get involved with that some good stuff over there 
uh, for entertainment talk as well of course entertainmenttalk.org lots of stuff that we're still doing I've just talked about as well um, things are going to be slowing down a little bit but we still have lots of stuff that we're doing so uh, keep your eyes out on that uh, if you want to support the podcast and support entertainment talk there's a few options for you Patreon we're on there please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and ad free podcast options uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're still buying stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but we won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate review subscribe to those both uh, next to nothing Geek Town and uh, Entertainment Talk as well go and get yourself subscribed to all three and rate and review the feeds as well that will really help us out and make sure yeah you press subscribe so that you get sent to new episodes uh, word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about the website the iTunes feeds and about Geek Town and next to nothing and Trista Bites and all that good stuff give give people uh, some, some good things to, to go and check out um, what else is there? Social media, of course. Please share them on Facebook and Twitter. And if you can, put them in, put them in different Facebook groups uh, for streaming and things like that. Like I said, uh, Bex, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S on Twitch. Uh, I stream on Twitch sometimes as well, and so does David. Uh, Mixer, FIFA streams, uh, they're on there as well. That's my side of Mixer. Robert streams on Mixer as well. And, of course, look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.